Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome to episode 31 of Synergetic Culture. I'm your host, Adam Bieber. And if you're listening to this, I'm so thankful that you're tuning in for this episode, whether it be by Spotify, Apple Podcast, or our YouTube channel, and maybe you're watching this video. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is um, my home office. You can see the American flag, soundboard in the background, my Peloton. I got like our planet playing on the TV. Um, super, super thankful that uh, you are are listening today. Um, I'm excited to bring you an episode about toxicity. We're going to talk about toxic actions that absolutely kill a culture. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of my personal story, but I want to give you a little bit of a, uh, a guiding light here for this episode and future solo episodes. So as we continue to flesh out what synergetic culture is, one of the things I'm trying to fine tune is um, just our process and kind of the the flow of each episode. So I want you to um, know that when the solo episodes happen like today, they're a little bit on the shorter side. Um, that's in an effort to get you the content and deliver to you what we believe creates a synergetic culture, but for it to be maximized in a compact amount of time. So that's my goal. We'll see how, how it works. Um, I still love jumping on here and just kind of free flowing and sharing what's going on, sharing what's on my heart and mind and being able to share um, some content with you. So um, I've written an episode today called Three Toxic Actions That Kill the Culture. Three to Toxic Actions That Kill the Culture. And don't worry, it's not going to be completely negative, uh, but I think it's important to talk about it. So um, if you're listening to this, welcome to February. Uh, it's February 1st. Uh, that's when this episode releases. So if this is the first time you're watching it, welcome to February. It's 2023. Um, things are moving fast. This uh, last month has flown by and things are really happening fast. So I'm excited that you're on this train. You're listening to the podcast. Uh, excited for what the year has in store for us. Um, this episode um, kind of reminded me of episode, I believe it was two with Trey McKnight. Um, where we talked about uh, toxic cultures. And he shared a lot of his uh, experience having been in a toxic environment, helping to change a culture when he was um, uh, put into a position of leadership over an environment that previously was a bit toxic. And so today I want to unpack it from a little bit of a different perspective and just talk about three actions that I see happen all the time that I feel like I slip into and you probably will relate to this, um, at least one of these, if not all of these. Um, and so I want to talk about them 
But I don't just want to talk about the negative. I want to um, talk about how we can take better actions or other actions that um, improve the culture. It improves ourselves, improves the people around us, thus creating what we believe is a synergetic culture. So let's um, let's dive in. Um, I did kind of want to make a disclaimer, and I don't know if it's necessarily important or necessary to make this disclaimer. But as I was going back and forth, I decided, you know what, I'm going to say it because it was on my heart. Um, I feel like there is something that has been going on in our society and culture where um, the word toxic has almost become taboo, where we use the word toxic almost uh, too much. Um, maybe it's used uh, as a defense mechanism to avoid dealing with actual personal issues or relational issues. Um, I've heard people say things like, oh, um, they're just being so toxic or this is too toxic of a situation for me. Um, but but knowing the situation, it, it was more um, an avoidance and, um, and, and a way to shield that individual from actually just dealing with challenging stuff. Life's hard. We have to deal with challenging situations and relational things that are difficult. And so um, this is not at all what any of this episode is about. This is not a taboo. Oh, this is just toxic. No, no, no. Um, there are real toxic behaviors that people express every day. Sometimes they do it without even realizing it because we're so accustomed to just responding or, or reacting in certain ways. And I want us to fight against that because I see the difference. Um, there are studies that show the difference. And um, I think just being consciously aware of how we can um, avoid making these mistakes is in turn going to improve our professionalism, our ability to impact people, the culture, everything that, that we talk about on this podcast. So uh, that's my disclaimer. Now let's dive in. I've got my notes like down here. So if you're looking at me, that's why I keep looking down into the right. Um, so let's talk about the three toxic actions. And these aren't uh, mind boggling or ground shaking. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Um, if anything, maybe I'll just affirm some of the things that you've thought um, in the past and hopefully give you uh, some tools to take action in a different direction. So let's talk about the first one. And it's negativity. Again, not groundbreaking or earth-shattering news here. Negativity um, kills a culture. And here's where I see it happen the most. Um, it, it's in speech. Um, what people say, how you say it, um, the way that you talk to people and about people, um, the way that you speak over yourself. Your speech has a lot of value. Um, I have seen the power of speaking positive words over myself or over a situation. I've also seen the power of speaking negative words over myself or a situation. I've seen the negative effects of speaking negatively over other people. Um, another word for that is gossip. When we take somebody else's situation and all we do is just apply uh, our own negative um, ideas or thoughts around it, um, it's toxic. It doesn't help build that person up and it doesn't um, uh, reflect a person who is, is trying to build others up and build themselves up. Um, so negativity. Um, and what we're going to do, by the way, is as I go through this, I'm, we're, these um, toxic actions kind of build off of one another. And um, once we go through all three and kind of talk about them briefly for a few minutes, 
we're going to talk about how we can combat those with positive and, um, and, and other actions um, that, that will make a difference. So number one, negativity. We're going to come back to how we, how we, how we battle and, and um, avoid falling into that trap of um, y- uh, using that toxic action. So here's number two, comparison. Oh man, um, there's a quote out there and a lot of people attribute it to different folks. I actually found out that it was um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, I believe, said it. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison, sorry, Theodore Roosevelt, not Thomas Jefferson. Comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and so one of the things that I've realized is some people sometimes will mistaken comparison for competition or vice versa. They're almost mistaken competition for comparison. Um, the way I distinguish those two is uh, competition. It, it fuels growth. It helps push you to be better. It encourages momentum and forward movement. That's what competition does. That's where it's it's good. And in some, uh, m- most aspects, pretty healthy. Obviously, too much of anything can be unhealthy, but competition is not comparison. Comparison is where you stop. It's, it's like it's like stagnant water, not moving, not flowing, but just still. And comparison causes you to look at other situations and compare yourself and start to speak negatively. That's where the negative uh, uh, piece comes in over yourself or over other people, because instead of looking at um, the, the, the positive things or instead of looking at the situation a little bit differently, Instead, it's easy to compare. One of the biggest traps of comparison out there right now is um, social media. I mean, I, I I enjoy social media. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's neat to be connected with people uh, that I know across the world. Um, I've lived in several places, and so there's people in California that I grew up with that I get to stay connected with. There's people in Hawaii, my family that I grew up with, and friends that I get to stay connected to, and and in, in the South, in Atlanta and in Florida and some of the other areas that I've lived, I've been able to stay connected to those people through social media. But that is a very, very dangerous place to fall into the comparison trap, to totally lose your joy. Because what happens to that comparison trap is you start to look at the highlight reels of somebody's life. And as we all know, what you see on social media is not the full story. It never is. I mean, there's no way for it to be. Nobody's just going to go and air out all their dirty laundry. And so it's important to remember that as, as you find yourself in situations where um, you, you, you stumble into comparison and that comparison starts with negativity. It starts with that speech. It starts with either negatively talking about yourself or other people and thus causing you to look at their situation, judge and compare. And most of the time, it hurts yourself the most. Maybe maybe you do talk negatively about other people and maybe you do compare yourself to other people and it makes you feel good, but what it really does is harm yourself. So we've got negativity, we've got comparison. Both of these absolutely rob the culture, kill it. Very, very toxic for it. And then finally, the third, and this is kind of what it happens as a result of comparison and negativity, is there's a, an attitude of entitlement. And those are the thoughts that come after the negativity and the comparison. 
Because once you compare yourself to somebody else, then what happens is if you're looking negatively about your own situation, you start going, well, I deserve this. And if they have that, then I should also have that. It's very simple. Again, this is earth shattering. We all know it, but we all fall into this trap, me included. Um, it's hard to not scroll on Instagram or scroll on another form of social media, seeing the highlight reel, seeing people get their new cars and get, get their new house and get their new job and have their baby and get engaged and all the things that are exciting and celebrate worth celebrating. But it's hard to, to not see that and, and start to fall into the comparison trap. Well, how does my life stack up to that? How does my life stack up to the people that just built their own several hundred thousand dollar or multi-million dollar home? Well, my, my, my life doesn't add up to that right now, you know, or maybe it's how does my life add up to, you know, the type of car I drive versus the car that they just got. They posted a picture of it in their driveway. And it's all shiny and brand new and they don't even have license plate tags on it. They got the temporary tags because it's literally fresh off the lot. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And when the entitlement starts to set in, well, I deserve this. It's completely selfish. It's completely self-serving. And it doesn't do anything to help the people around you. Entitlement stalls people in their career. Entitlement... um, uh, let me just say this <laughs> entitlement is one of those words that I think has a negative connotation. The moment it's said, because so much is said about the entitled generation, anybody can be entitled older, younger. That's not exclusive to one generation. It's not just the young kids these days. It's not just Gen Z. People are getting off the millennials backs and now we're on Gen Z. It's not just Gen Z. I know millennials that are entitled. I know Xers that are entitled. I know boomers that are, that are entitled. All those people are still in the workplace. We experience them on a regular basis. They still have entitlement, entitlement issues. So even though we talk about it a lot, it's important to realize how real and how effective it is. And it is negatively effective. It does not help the culture. It kills it. The, the vibe, so to speak, the, uh, the energy of, of the, of a team or an organization when it's riddled with negativity, comparison and entitlement, it just robs so much that that team and organization can and should be able to experience the exact same circumstances. Things don't have to change in the business. Your attitude, your outlook, your actions can, and by doing that, I think you'll have a positive impact on the results of your business. So let's talk about how we combat these three uh, toxic actions. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for number one, negativity. Get this. The opposite of that is positivity. And you might be thinking, Adam, we are not stupid. I didn't tune into this to just get a basic, easy lesson. I'm here to tell you. Taking captive of your words and of your thoughts and choosing to be positive is not easy. We all know it, but we don't all do it. And I have my good days and bad days, and I'm sure you have your good days and your bad days. I know it's not rocket science, 
But if we grab a hold of thoughts before they exit our mouths, before we say them and ask ourselves, okay, is this, is this a positive, is this a positive thought? Is this a positive statement? Am I speaking positively about somebody else who's not even in the room? Am I speaking positivity over myself? When I get up in the morning and look at myself in the mirror, am I negative or am I positive? Positive speech impacts your thinking, impacts your mind, impacts everything that you do. And it goes a very, very long way to impact the people around you. I know the people in my life that are positive. The people that you know when they walk in the room, the energy level increases. Everybody knows the tide rises and everybody acts just a little bit different because that person is in the room. That's what positivity can do. And you know what? Positivity helps to fight against the comparison trap. The thing, very thing that steals your joy. Another way to combat comparison, see, because comparison is always um, selfish. It's uh, self-serving. Why not think about serving others? See, instead of comparison, we can focus on compassion. Think about that. If you have a compassionate heart, if you're thinking compassionately, and instead of self-serving, you're thinking of how you can serve others, help others. And when I say serve, I don't mean like, you know, wait tables. I just mean be somebody that is for other people. Show them that you're in their corner. Support them. Serve them. Help them from any position, from any organization. Even if it's a volunteer group, looking for ways to help other people helps to avoid you getting stuck in a comparison trap that stalls your growth, that stalls your your um, ability to have a positive impact on other people. So instead of comparison, think compassion. Instead of self-serving, think about serving others. What would that look like for you to take that role on your team? Maybe it's as you contribute to projects and you think about new ideas, you bring them from a place of humility, positivity, and compassion. Think about how your words impact other people. People that pause and take a moment to do this gain so much loyalty and respect and adoration from the people that they're around because this is different this is not easy this takes intentionality and when you experience it you know that and lastly the way to avoid entitlement is very simple (laughs) i love this one it's gratitude um the, uh, there was um, an, an article that came out. It's called The Neuroscience of Why Gratitude Makes Us Healthier. And I'm going to read some of this. Um, and so there's an old saying that if you've forgotten the language of gratitude, you'll never be on speaking terms with happiness. Catch that? If you forgot the language of gratitude, if you're not practicing this, you're not experiencing it, you probably will not be on speaking terms with happiness. Gratitude directly correlates to your joy and your happiness. And I would much rather be around happy, joyful people than pissed off, angry people, right? So the the article goes on to say, it turns out this isn't just a fluffy idea. You know, later in the article, they talk about the good vibes and everything. But no, it's uh, several studies have shown that depression 
is inversely correlated to gratitude. It seems that the more grateful a person is, the less depressed they are. Philip Watkins, a clinical chi- uh, clinical psychologist at uh, Eastern Washington University, found that clinically depressed individuals should significantly lower gratitude nearly 50% less than non-depressed controls. Think about that. There is so much going on in this world that get, justifies maybe, maybe that's not the best word, but gives you a pretty dang good reason to, to be depressed about something, whether it be the economy or the political climate or um, a number of different things going on in society. It could be family issues, personal things that you're struggling with, medical things. In this world, life, it's tough. And so maybe um, it's one of those things that um, we could have a better impact or a deeper impact on the way that we handle those things or the impact it has on us mentally, emotionally, physically. I've shared on this podcast before many times that um, uh, I've, I've battled forms of anxiety and it's looked like different things um, for a couple seasons of my life in my early 20s. It looked a lot like um, crippling anxiety where I, I, I couldn't function in, in a healthy way. Um, that it would spiral out of control into panic attacks. I didn't have tools to be able to uh, combat that. I don't know that I would say that I was really depressed, but having depressed thoughts, having um, um, moments of of uh, sadness and um, negativity, that was frequent. And if I knew that there were tools that could help me to combat that, um, I probably would have used them sooner. But as I've grown and as I've learned and experienced, what I see is the value of gratitude. Because not only does that make me a happier, more joyful person to be around, but when I practice gratitude on a daily basis um, and I look at the many things that I have to be thankful for, it immediately removes any sense of, of entitlement that I could potentially carry into that moment or into that day. So imagine what it would look like if those people that you see or encounter, or maybe the situations that you've been in where you've been entitled, maybe you've been called entitled. If instead you infuse those moments and those people infuse those moments with gratitude a person that infuses their life with gratitude has so much peace, so much joy, so much happiness. And those are all wonderful things to desire. But I desire more than just my own peace and my own joy. I desire others to feel peace, to feel joy, to be positive, to be compassionate, to have a positive impact on the people around me and those around them and those around them. And those around them. By doing that, we're creating synergy. We're creating a culture that is synergetic. It's electric. It's powerful. It makes a difference. And then when we get down to the nitty gritty, the actual um, execution of business, 
or of projects or of service or whatever it is that you're a part of, I 100% believe that you're going to be far more impactful in what you do in that execution because of the way that you've taken an intentional approach to increasing and impacting the culture around you. That's why this podcast exists. So when you find yourself slipping into negative talk, negative thinking, stop yourself. I say this a lot too. I don't know if you've listened to this podcast for a while. Maybe you've heard me say this before. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard me say this. But it's not enough for us to say, I'm just going to stop doing something. Like when you're trying to break a bad habit, it's not enough to say, I'm just going to stop doing that. Instead, you have to replace whatever the action is, the negative action, with something positive. You have to replace the action so you have something to do. Not just don't do, but something to do. So when the negativity sets in, maybe you hear a sentence start to come out of your mouth and you can grab it and stop it. There's a lot of wisdom in doing that. One of the things my dad and mom used to tell me when I was younger was, Adam, think before you speak. That helps here because sometimes I just want to respond and react, knee-jerk reaction. But pausing, think before you speak. When the negativity starts to well up, choose positivity. Reframe the, the sentence. Reframe the situation. You could come at it guns blazing and be super negative. Or you could come about it a different a different way. Hey, help me understand what's going on here. Help me to understand what would be most helpful for you in this situation from me. What can I do to help? Is this a situation where you want me to respond and give you advice? Or do you just need me to listen? There are so many ways that we can be positive with our words. But it takes intentionality. So when the negativity wells up, choose positivity avoid gossip let that be the thing that fuels you into the avoidance of comparison maybe the best way that you can fight the comparison trap and realizing how much joy it is stealing from your life is to give yourself a break from the most susceptible places to get stuck in the comparison trap social media take a break Social media of all kinds. Maybe there's a certain group of people that you spend a lot of time with and you constantly find yourself comparing yourself to them, talking negatively. Remove yourself. Give yourself a break. I'm not saying reject those people, never go and hang out with them, never talk to them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be a bit more intentional about how much time it is that you're spending. Set yourself up to win. And allow the positivity breed into the compassion that you show other people. Instead of self-serving, serving others. Looking at what you can do for people instead of what you can get from them. It's just a shift of perspective. And then finally, when entitlement starts to set in because you didn't catch the negativity and now you're comparing yourself and all of a sudden you're sitting there making all these entitled statements or having these entitled thoughts, catch yourself. Have a gut check. If it's uncomfortable, 
so be it. Maybe you have a couple people in your life, like mentors, that are willing to call you out on it. Maybe that's uncomfortable. So be it. When the entitlement starts to set in, the first thing you can do is go to your gratitude journal. Create a journal, whether it's it's an actual like notebook, which I would probably recommend, or maybe it's notes on your phone. Maybe it's a Google Doc. Maybe you're like me and it's just helpful if it's on a Google Doc or on a shared note on your phone or just a private note on your phone. Most of these podcasts that I write literally just typed up on my phone and then I transfer my notes to the iPad and and we go for it. But find what works for you and practice it daily. Maybe take a dry erase marker and write on your mirror. What am I grateful for today? Question mark. Why the mirror? Because you're going to go there pretty much every day, if not every day. When you're standing there brushing your teeth and you're looking at yourself, instead of judging negativity, comparison, entitlement, being the first thoughts that hit your mind, read that statement. What am I thankful for today? And start to answer it. Man, today, I'm thankful for my son. I'm thankful for my family and my friends. I'm thankful for social media because I'm able to connect with people that I don't get to see often. I'm thankful for FaceTime. Can I just say something? One of the biggest blessings that I think came out of the COVID era, here I am reframing it, making it positive. One of the biggest blessings that came out of the pandemic, the global pandemic, was I think people became more comfortable with FaceTime. It's actually now one of my first choices when I go to call somebody. This is like a personal friend or a family member. Before I try to call them or text them, I go and hit the FaceTime button. So I want to make that connection with them. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for technology that allows me to be able to sit here in front of this microphone and computer and, and record like this. I'm grateful for people like you who are listening or watching who are trying to make an impact on your families and in your businesses and on your teams and in your groups. I'm thankful for that. I'm grateful for that. When you have an attitude of gratitude, the entitlement cannot live there. Growth will happen there. Um, Peace will happen there. Happiness will live there. Your joy and then the most the most maximized impact can can come from that. So this is my encouragement to you. Fight these three toxic actions that kill a culture. Now that you're aware, what are you going to do with it? How is this going to play out in your life? That's up to you. That's where you take action. I feel passionate about talking about this and I feel compelled to share with you. But how you respond is completely up to you. And these three things are simple. They don't require any money. They don't require any um, uh, crazy acrobatics, time scheduling, heavy lifting type of action. It's simple. But it takes discipline. And it takes intentionality. And it takes a desire to do it, even when it's not easy but I encourage you to do it. Take action. Do something. 
make a difference in yourself and in the people around you and continue to build a synergetic culture. So that's it. Thanks for tuning in for this episode. Three toxic actions that kill a culture. Avoid them. Choose other actions and make a better difference. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Bieber. I thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful. Um, would love to hear some feedback. We are trying to get into this rhythm of the new year. It's been hectic. It's been crazy. But expect more episodes in the near future. And we're going to continue to talk about how we can make an impact on the people around us. So go be blessed. Be grateful. I hope this helps. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>